Seattle's Morning News. This is Dave Ross with Colleen O'Brien and Chris Sullivan. I'm sure you've heard of this investigative technique known as forensic genealogy. This is where you solve a cold case by taking the evidence out of the evidence locker, genetic evidence, and you use the latest techniques to test it, and you, you convict a guy. And the first person to be convicted using this technology was a guy by the name of William Talbot in Snohomish County, who was convicted of the killing of a Canadian couple that happened over 30 years ago. He was convicted back in 2019. But now that conviction has been overturned because his attorney was able to argue that one of the jurors in the case was too prejudiced to render an impartial verdict. Let's consult with former State Attorney General Rob McKenna, our conversation sponsored by Madrona Financial Services. Rob, what happened here? Well, it didn't have anything to do with forensic genealogy or the evidence that was used to convict Talbot. It had to do with a juror whom the Court of Appeals concluded demonstrated actual bias. That's a a term of art, actual bias. The defense attorneys attempted to have her dismissed from the jury for cause. The prosecutor opposed that and wanted her seated, and the court sided with the prosecution and allowed this juror to be seated, even though she expressed doubts about her ability to be impartial when they were interviewing her. And she was pretty clear about this because she had firsthand experience with uh, some gruesome assaults, uh, apparently, that happened in her in her own family. Her mother had been the victim of domestic violence, and she'd been exposed to it. The, the juror, juror number 40, had a, a 14-month-old daughter. She was you know, feeling very protective as a mom, a new mom. And she was very honest with the court and saying, look, I will do my best. I will try. I will do my very best, is what she said, to, to be impartial. But the Court of Appeals, after Talbot was convicted and and filed his appeal in part based on this issue, the Court of Appeals concluded that Talbot was denied his right to an impartial jury. And the law is very clear on this. When the court finds that a jury a juror is actually biased, that's a basis for reversal. You don't even have to show that there was an actual impact or effect uh, you know, from the juror being on. A demonstration of actual bias under the law is a basis for reversal. You don't have to show actual prejudice. That's what this came down to. I, I have to say, though, Dave, that it's a very interesting case because, in addition to that reason. And this guy is going to be retried. And he could be convicted next time with a conviction that's upheld, right? He can be convicted right. a second time. So he's not, he's not off scot yeah. He is definitely not. And it's very interesting, uh, you know, how they found him. So as you pointed out, the murders occurred in 1987. There was DNA evidence, and they didn't have any match for it. And of course, DNA technology was not that advanced in 1987. But a cold case detective decided to use an ancestry database and to run the DNA from the crime scene against that. And as a result of the search on the DNA ancestry database, they found the suspect. They started following him, and they noticed him one day, discarded a, a coffee cup where it fell out of his car onto the street. And the detective picked it up, took it back, and the DNA on the cup matched the DNA from the crime scene. So he was convicted based on his actual DNA matching the DNA from the crime scene, not based on the genealogy research. Right. Now, to this juror who expressed that she didn't know, she would try to be objective, 
but wasn't sure she could be because of her personal experience. When I read that statement, I was I was quite surprised the judge would let her on. I mean, there are plenty of jurors to choose from, right? Why not just, uh, did the judge think she was just trying to get out of serving? I mean, why would the judge decide to, to seat the juror? I don't know. Uh, judge retired. Uh, judge doesn't have to explain. Uh, but overturning a conviction based on juror bias requires proving that there was an abuse of discretion by the judge. That's mm-hmm. a really high standard, abuse of discretion by the trial judge. So I, I don't know why the judge sided with the prosecutor instead of the defense attorney after that that interview with the juror number 40. Second thing I don't understand is why the prosecution worked so hard to to get her on the jury when they ha- they should have realized they were running the risk of a reversal given the way that interview went. And mm-hmm. number three, I don't understand why the defense team didn't use one of the peremptory challenges to have her removed. They didn't use all the peremptory challenges. They, they challenged her for cause. I don't know why they didn't use a peremptory challenge to have her removed. They, they used a for cause challenge and they, and they lost. Any defendant is entitled to having an impartial jury and the Court of Appeals concluded, based on pretty strong evidence, that did not happen here. So it'll be a retrial, and I assume the judge in that trial will be a little more careful about jury selection. Well, I would hope so. Former State Attorney General Rob McKenna. Rob, thanks very much. Thanks, Dave.